wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. And comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review over there. On today's show, we're going to talk about the five questions that still need to be answered surrounding this coronavirus delay in the season. What still needs to be discussed and what needs to be covered before we get baseball back? There's been some breaking news around the virus this weekend and also today in conjunction with Major League Baseball. So there's a lot to talk about today. But first, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at Withings. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you have not met the right one yet. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on, and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales do not have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But with Withing Body Plus, it gives you your weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scales can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time, go to withing.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off. So let's get into the show. Again, on today's show, we're going to have five questions about the coronavirus delay and also kind of lay out what this show will look like throughout this prolonged delay. So the first thing we know now is the original starting point, which I said on Friday was a bunch of garbage, of two weeks, of April 9th. That was malarkey and it was never going to happen. And it was kind of silly for Rob Manfred, who's been missing the mark all offseason long, to do it here again and, and put an actual date on things. But we all knew that that was not going to happen. We were not going to be ready to play baseball or have sporting events in two weeks. It was just a fallacy. So we now know that the Major League Baseball will comply with CDC and agree that no event, including opening day, be held with more than 50 people for the next eight weeks. So that pushes the season start time back from April 9th to the middle of May. And with that announcement, it's also been said 
that Major League Baseball will try to play as many games as possible, which sounds like they're not going to make up all 162 games. So I wonder how that's all going to unfold and impact things. So let's get into these questions of what I have that don't, we don't have the answer to right now, but it's interesting to think about. The first one is heavily tied to the Royals because it's how does this delay in the season impact service time? And what I mean by that is I've been saying all offseason long on this podcast that Brady Singer is ready for Major League Baseball. However, Major League Baseball is not ready for Brady Singer because you get that extra year before they can become free agents if you send them down to start the season. So if they go down to the minor leagues to start the season and get called back up in two or three weeks, then all of a sudden you do not have to count this season as a year of service time. So with that, you get your six years, seven years down the line. That's how you kind of manipulate that loophole. Because right now, if you didn't know, once you get to six years in the major leagues, you become a free agent. If I can delay that by just keeping in the minor leagues for two weeks, why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I keep you for seven years for a trade-off of two weeks for a team that's not going to win many baseball games? So how does this impact service time? The logical thing to think right here is just, okay, well, if we start on May 19th, then take two weeks from that. Well, if we don't play 162 games, then what counts as a full year of service time this year is different than when we do play 162 games. So how are we going to how are we going to move the scale to get all these guys, you know, on the same wavelength of becoming free agents and hitting that hitting those markers of service time? Do people become free agents sooner now? I mean, it, it's just weird to think about all the implications of this if we do not play 162 games. Now, if it's announced that we're going to start on May 19th and we're going to play 162 games, then sure. If we do play 162, it should still be about two weeks after the start of the season. But if we do need to, if we do need to shorten the season, who knows what happens with the service time thing. So that's my first question because it directly ties in with the Royals. This next question does as well. If we are going to make up games on the back end of the year, so we're going to be playing for longer than we originally anticipated... What happens for teams like the Royals, who share a complex with the Chiefs, the Rangers, share a complex with the Cowboys? If regular season games are still going on and we have teams supposedly going to play home games you know, on these weekends that we have football going on, how are you going to manage that? Because right now, baseball and, and football do overlap, but you've planned it out ahead of time. Both leagues got together and planned it out. Right now, there is no planning. There is no plan, period. So I wonder how this is going to impact making up those games. Because I think that what's going to happen is we're going to need to start on a date and end on the same date that we we're going to, to end on. So we'll just pick it up from where we can, and however many games that is, is how many games that is. It's going to be weird, but I think that's what's going to happen because there's so many logistics that go into this stuff. I mean, you, you just think about the Royals and the Chiefs. You think about you know concerts you know at stadiums. There's so many logistics to move around if you want to make up games that I don't know if it can happen. So I think that we're going to play from whatever date we start until the original end date. Which, again, is going to be hurtful for playoff contention and playoff races. Because like the Nationals last year, they needed every single game to turn their season around. They started out terrible. They needed all those games to turn their season around. And then they became World Series champions. If they don't have that time to make up ground then we have a totally different World Series champion last year. So it's weird to think about that. And then I have a question of if we do 
that model of picking it up on May 19th and then just not even making up any of these games from March 26th until then, does that prove that we need a shorter season? Because, again, it would it would create more drama in the sense of if the Royals started on May 26th, we would expect them to drop out of the playoffs by, say, if they started on March 26th, they'd probably drop out by, say, May 1st. They'd be completely and totally out of it by May 1st. If they're starting in mid-May, they wouldn't be totally out of it until, you know, July, September. So it creates more interest in the Royals and, and things like that. But this could prove to be a, a good thing for baseball if they shorten the season, just like it could prove to be a good thing for basketball if they change the season around to where they're picking it up on Christmas Day and playing through August and, and not really competing with football at all for the most part, uh, besides the startup of the season, of course. But there's a lot to think about, but this could create a pathway for a shorter season is what I'm driving at. Number three, we've, we've kind of gotten clarity on this a little bit since the time I wrote this down, but will we need a startup spring training period again? Will we need to redo all of this? If we can start playing games on, on May 19th, do we need to have spring training games beforehand? Because we cannot expect these pitchers and these hitters to just veer up for regular season baseball, especially in a regular season now in which every game truly matters. With 162 games, you can afford a slow start and make up for it. If we're only going to be playing 100 games, if we're only going to be playing however many games, you're going to need every single inning you can get. So we're going to need the spring training period, but does that happen before that March 19th 50-people 50, 50 event gathering mark or after? I'm interested to see how that goes. One of my most interesting questions I have for this is going to simply be what happens with the MLB draft. Because the Royals are not going to win baseball games this year. They didn't win baseball games last year. They're trying to draft good players and advance their farm system and advance their team through the draft. So what happens with the draft? Because college baseball has canceled their season. So now if you're going to draft a college player, you have a limited tape to go off of, of their final year in college, which is where a lot of people improve their draft stock. I mean, there's a reason they went to college. And so you've been working, you've been working, you've been working, if you're in college, to get to this season, to finally break out, and you get, what, three weekends in? Maybe four at the most, depending on when each school starts. But you've got about four four weekends in. That's all. How does that impact people's ability to draft players? Because who knows what these players can be? Sure, you can go look at their sophomore tape, their freshman tape, but players change and playing time changes drastically from year to year. And do we see more players going back to baseball, you know, going back to college baseball after they've been granted a year of eligibility? I wonder what's going to happen with the draft. I really do. I think that the draft is not in question. It's still going to happen. But it sucks to have a high pick this year, I'll say that. Because this draft, more so than any other draft, is a complete and total crapshoot. Sure, you can hold workouts and you can have guys hit BP, but every every guy you're going to pick with the Royals range of picks, you know, that top 10 range, should look good in a workout. They should, they should awe you at batting practice. They should inspire you, you know, taking grounders, taking fly balls, throwing a bullpen session, if they're going to be picking the top 10. So I don't really care about the workouts. I care about in-game experience and in-game 
you know, stats and in-game, what you can do for me whenever we're actually playing baseball. So it's going to be weird this season for the MLB draft. And how are you going to decide who to take and who not to take? Are you going to take more shots on, on high schoolers? Because, hey, at this rate, we have the same amount of success rate for each side because we've gotten to see them about the same amount, high schoolers and, and college players. Now, granted, high school has also canceled most of their sports in almost every state. But this draft is going to be weird, and, and it sucks that the Rose have a top pick now because I don't know what you do. I mean, that kid from Arizona State, Torque, or, or however you say his name, Turk, I think. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't come after me right now. But he's going to go number one. He's awesome. That's about all we know about this draft is that he's awesome. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to try to get Jeff Ellis on to talk about the MLB draft here in a couple of days because I'm really interested in this storyline and how it unfolds, especially considering that the Royals are going to place their bets heavy on the MLB draft from now and for a couple more years here. And then the last one I have before the break, is the trade deadline going to be pushed back? You would think yes. But again, if we're starting on May 19th and ending the first week of October like normal, when do you put the trade deadline in there? When do you squeeze it in there? You can't keep it the same. I mean, that'd give you like a month of, of, of time or maybe two. I don't know what you do with the trade deadline. Do you have it to where you, you know, cap it right before the last month of the season? I don't know. It's weird to me. It's weird what the trade line will be like, the service time will be like, and all of that. So those are my questions I have for this coronavirus delay that we have not gotten all the answers to just yet. The only one that I really know for sure is that we're going to have a, a spring training period again. We're going to restart baseball from a spring training standpoint, at least for a week or two. So after the break, let's talk about what this podcast will look like for the next few weeks as we lead back up into baseball. So what is going to happen with the Locked On Royals podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network from here on out? We now know that it will not be April 9th to start the season. It'll, in fact, be at the earliest mid-May. Well, this show is going to stay daily from now until the end of March, and then we'll reassess at the end of March, but I think we're just going to stay daily up until we start playing baseball again. So what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to have to do a lot of random stuff. You know, next Tomorrow we're going to get back to strictly baseball. We're going to have a reset day, just refresh, and we're going to do awards previews tomorrow. You know, So I'm going to go through and try to predict every single award that will be handed out this season. But outside of that, what are we going to do? Well, we can rewatch games and talk about them as if they just happened, if you guys want to. We can talk about forgotten Royals in history, underrated Royals in history. We can talk about what we're going to do without sports until mid-May or until June. Uh, and also, you know, movie reviews of baseball movies and, and simulation of seasons and see how the Royals fare. We're going to have a lot of funny, wacky stuff, but I need your help on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And on the email, if you don't have Twitter, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. Let me know what, what topics you guys want to talk about, what topics you guys want to hear me discuss on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're going to get through it, though. No season required for the Lockdown Royals podcast. We can talk baseball all year long. So, again, I'm Rylan Stiles, and, again, follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. Tell me what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, and how we can improve. Be good and be good to one another, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Locked On Royals podcast.